the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Welcome to hour two of tonight's Andrea K Show on this Monday. Glad to have y'all rolling with me as we kicking off the week here. Don't forget you can email me at andreakshow.com, andreakshow.com. Hopefully I'm going to have a little time at the end of the show to read out some questions. Also, don't forget our podcast. Download it wherever you get your pods because you don't want to miss a single minute. Last hour, we talked about, uh, uh, well, we've just got more to get into with this, by the way, but we talked about the fact that it's looking like we're getting closer to World War III with Iran which um, is interesting given the fact that Senator Cruz and our conversation with Brandon Weikert was about the Iranian spies in the U.S. government (laughs) reporting back to Iran, so including one in the Department of Defense. So it's crazy. Uh, Meanwhile, we really don't have any Republican leadership, not that we do, even if we have a Speaker of the House. We're going into day, what, 30, 20? I don't know how many days it's been since we had a Speaker. I'm in no rush to get one um, because all the Republicans tend to do is just pass more big spending. What the Republicans tend to do when they're in the majority is give the Democrats everything that they want. And what they do when the Democrats are in the majority is give the Democrats everything that they want. So there is that all that being said, there is a speaker candidate forum happening tonight here to discuss it oh, before i bring him in i got to continue to remind y'all of my partner here with me tonight and every night the yummy equally yummy delicious and also good for you sesame broccolini you got it dude sesame broccolini mm, yummy when is this candidate form happening by the way this vegetable is particularly curious yes well it's happening tonight reports are so far that there's been a few more endorsements for byron donald's as well as the fact that Mark Moisier gave his speech and then dropped out. So it's really interesting. Is Byron Douglas, um, and in fact, Jimenez, who was one of the Jordan holdouts, backed Byron Donald's, I want to say Douglas, but it's not Douglas, it's Donald, backed him pretty much immediately after he uh, announced that he was going to run for speaker, saying that he is the past and the future of our movement. Of course, that's in many ways because he's uh, Byron Donalds is African American. I think that I don't think that's the strategic move the Republican Party thinks it is. Joining me now to discuss is good friend of the show and yours. It's Brian Maloney. He's also good for you. He's also spicy. He may well fried chicken may not be good for you, um, but it's good for your soul. And he joins me now like he does every Monday on Mondays with Maloney. It's Brian Maloney. Hello, dear. Hey, how are you, Andrea? I'm kind of. I got to tell you, I'm wore out on talking about this speaker race. It's like a bad reality TV show that's going into its 21st season. I feel like it's Dancing with the Stars. I don't want to see another old has-been actor 
working a bad hip trying to trot around the dance floor, okay? I, I don't want to see it anymore. And that's what's going on here, isn't it? Well, I think the point that you made a few minutes ago about the fact that it's actually good to not have a speaker because then they're not spending our money. I mean, the bottom line is the more the business of the house is frozen, the less damage they're doing. And most of these Republicans are spending us out of house and home just as quickly as the Democrats are. There's almost no distinction now. Um, The Republicans lost the mantle of being fiscally responsible a long time ago. And they have no interest in regaining it. But I guess the question is, I, I, what you're telling me is, is Jimenez fellow who has been, I, in my view, a total rhino and the worst, uh, one, one yeah. of the worst to deal with why he would back someone who I think, I mean, you're saying you might not think Byron Donalds is, um, is the best guy, but I, I mean, I, I think he's pretty awesome. I mean, I, but no, I think he's great. Let me clarify so that you can respond to this um, because I want your take on it. I think that I don't think it's the strategy. They think it is in the form of, I think that they think it's going to box the Democrats into a corner and there's no way they won't vote for, for Donald's. The Democrats don't care about that. Look at That's not going to, uh, they're going to go after him even harder because they, the last thing the Democrats want is a black conservative who's effective in pushing through conservative policy. Okay, they're going to go after him even harder. So if the Republicans are backing him now, like Kate Kamek and others, because they think that Democrats are going to have to support him, that's where I think that they're wrong. Look after how hard they've gone after Clarence Thomas. No, you're absolutely correct. And they will turn him into the second coming of Clarence Thomas the way, you know, they almost they really invented the modern form of character assassination 30 years, 30 plus years ago with the confirmation hearings of Clarence Thomas. I mean, the, the way that we know political slime attacks to be it's kind of invented then they'll just go back to that playbook and do that again. So that part, I think you're absolutely right. on. I think the question is just why kind of a rhino like Jimenez would see Byron Donalds as, as a good guy, because you'd think that they would be against that, uh, you know, that he would be against that. Because, I mean, as far as it, I've always felt that Byron Donalds was a pretty solidly conservative guy. And yeah, if like I'm missing something, um, I mean, to me, when I saw that he was running, I thought, oh, wow, we could actually come out ahead of this. Uh, and then I thought, oh, you know, usual suspects will probably do their their darndest to stop it from happening. But I mean, what else do you have? Tom Emmer, OK, oh, would be the worst. OK, yeah, you got to get in there before we get into Emmer. I want to say yeah, this yeah. about Byron Donalds and all of them. The fact that the plan now is that everything be done behind closed doors in secret and they will not bring a vote until they've got all 217 is everything wrong with the Republican Party and the gang of eight that removed including uh, Congressman Andy Biggs, who I like a lot. I have him on the show all the time. They should have never agreed to that. They should have said everything that needs to happen needs to happen publicly because my guess is they're going to be telling Donald, now's not your time. You're too inexperienced. We got to have somebody with a bigger profile. Trust me if you back off now. You know, we'll, there will be time for you. That's the kind of weasel crap that's going on behind closed doors with Donald's right now. No, I agree with you 110%. That's exactly what they're doing. So, you know, we have, uh, I don't even understand what the mindset is anymore uh, inside the, you know, the country club wing and the GOP. And that's really what we're battling every day now. That's what we're fighting is, is that faction. And I don't even know what they want anymore. Can you tell? Because I don't think it's about ideology. I mean, I guess it's about power, but they don't even seem like they really want to have power anyway. I don't know what they want. 
Well, what they want is power, not power to lead, not right. power in the form of a majority so that they can actually push conservative legislative agendas. When you think about the what I reported on Friday, and I don't know if you've had a chance to see this, the Gateway Pundit report that was that was worked on with them at O'Keefe Media, 13 of the 22 holdouts, including Steve Scalise, all had taken money on the member Ukraine. All this mm-hmm. money from the U.S. went to Ukraine. Zelensky then gives a lot of that money to FTX. That money comes back to both Republicans and Democrats in the form of campaign contributions. 13 of the 22 holdouts got money from Brinkman or Bankman, Sam Bankman from FTX. <sighs> and then on top of it, FEC records show that Steve Scalise and the other 22 holdouts, uh, and I believe that includes Jimenez, all used donor mules. What are donor mules? It's like this woman out of Georgia that uh, was supposedly gave Steve Scalise 99 donations of about $25 mm-hmm. each in one day. That's a donor mule. Right, they take right. the name of one donor and then they funnel money to a candidate using that name over and over. And the money's coming from a dark source. Okay. But then that person so isn't a lot even of- involved in it. That woman, because we've, we've ta- they've talked to these people and these people have no idea their name and address right. is being used. They're not, I don't even know where they get these names and addresses. Like, uh, the, you know, there isn't a phone book anymore more but it's just random like they just pick somebody so the power that they're looking for is the power to make money the power to continue to be in their cushy powerful positions um to fund their lifestyles that's the power that they care about that and they want that they want their corruption to continue to be hidden so they want somebody who's going to going to pretend that they're conservative like a tom emmer who's going around today who is the most far left Never yes. Trumper, far Absolutely. worse than any, any Democrat, is tweeting out today, showing a picture or, or some video with Trump, trying to act as though he can't wait for Trump to get back in office when there's a lot to uncover with, with Emmer. And we're going to take a break and continue with Brian Maloney because um, we're up against a break. Can you stick around one more sec? Mm-hmm. Sure, of course. Okay. Well, one of the things that Laura Loomer has exposed about Tom Emmer is that Tom Emmer used to be on um well let me say it this way because i'm up against a break okay ron DeSantis's spokesperson used to work for tom emmer christina push out or whatever yeah not, not her somebody else who's a DeSantis oh, spokesperson okay. used to work for tom emmer and kevin mccarthy has been pushing donors towards ron DeSantis, and he has endorsed tom emmer so part of what's going on with tom emmer while he pretends that he's sucking up to trump is it's about it's about supporting ron DeSantis's candidacy candidacy for the presidency on top this woman also worked with Tom Emmer when he was with the Republican the NRSC was supposed to be about helping Republican candidates win and Tom Emmer in 2020 and 2022 he was one of the main reasons why all of Trump's candidates uh, Trump endorsed candidates in 2022 lost because he was working behind the scenes to destroy them and part we have a democrat controlled senate and barely have a Republican-controlled House because of Tom Emmer. We're going to take a break. We come back. There's more that has been discovered about Tom Emmer that will make the hair on the back of your neck stand up if you're a conservative. This man should be in no way serving in any capacity as a Republican, especially not Speaker. We're going to continue to share the information about Tom Emmer you need to know when we come back from the break. 
KK, Dynamite in a Dress, or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, she's on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. Continuing our discussion with Red Wave America's Brian Maloney for his Mondays with Maloney. Here we've been talking about the speaker race. Uh, we're both in agreement that Byron Donald's would make a phenomenal speaker, and not because he's African-American, but because of who he is, what he's about. He's fierce. He's um, fearless and a true MAGA conservative. But behind closed doors tonight, I have no doubt, if I was a fly in the wall, it would be confirmed that they're trying to trying to tell him to wait. It ain't his time. He doesn't have the experience yet or the fundraising capabilities. Who the Republican Party is going to really try to force upon us is Tom Emmer. And before the break, I laid out just a couple of little minor things, not just the tip of the iceberg with what's wrong with Tom Emmer. I mentioned the fact that he is a part of a McCarthy fundraising scheme to try to prop up Ron DeSantis, who is the establishment candidate, who is as phony a conservative, in my opinion, as Tom Emmer. Um, Brian Maloney, anything you want to weigh on in on that so far? Well, I think that you're absolutely on the right track. Tom Emmer is basically a carbon copy of Paul Ryan. I mean, as you're getting another Paul Ryan with a different name. So we already had the nightmare of the Paul Ryan speakership, which is somebody who is going to undermine conservatives at every turn. Uh, you know, I mean, and, uh, and I don't even know what motivates it. a lot of this. I don't know. But it's like we're stuck with people in our party that have this incredible disdain for the base, for even the donors, uh, for all of us, for Americans. And I don't know what it is really trying to to pull here, but we've got to stop this. I mean, Tom Emmer, uh, you know, is somebody that, as you pointed out, uh, spent the weekend trying to assure everybody that he's tight with Trump. I mean, which is which couldn't be further from the truth. So what he's seeing you know, is obviously he's going to project something here where he's the, the MAGA speaker candidate. He's the never Trumper speaker candidate. So, you know, any kind of phone call with Trump. And I mean, that doesn't just because he talked to Trump. I mean, Trump will talk to any of them. Yeah, that doesn't mean yeah. that there's going to be an endorsement. Now, if Trump were to endorse him, I would be absolutely shocked. I can't see that happening, but you never know. Trump has made some bad endorsements before based on, you know, things that aren't clearly understood to all of us. We talked about this in the past. We don't always agree with his endorsements, but I think it would be insane to make that kind of a call. No, absolutely. Uh, Tom Emmer is so bad. He was actually the paid spokesperson for the National Popular Vote Initiative to abolish the Electoral College. The National Popular Vote Initiative was funded by George Soros with ties to Obama. You can Google the videos and see him arguing against the Electoral College. That's if there's insanity. one thing that will yeah. uh, that will completely destroy this nation and usher in communism permanently in this country, it would be to abolish the Electoral College. Well, that's that's exactly right. That's such an excellent point. Another point that you're making that I thought was really worth kind of expanding on here. You were talking about his role in helping Republicans lose a lot of House races last year. You know, as as you and everyone recalls, you know, we were supposed to pick up, you know, 50 seats or whatever. We were going to I mean, we would have. We would have. But, you know, Kevin McCarthy and Emmer and some of these other fools diverted money away from conservatives who were running and anybody MAGA, anybody pro-Trump. 
and they sent that money to very, very marginal districts uh, in blue states that haven't flipped red in a million years uh, and certainly weren't going to in 2022 in places like Connecticut and Rhode Island and uh, just weird places where Republicans shouldn't be wasting pressure funds. And there were a lot of candidates in red states who ended up losing who were saying, you know, I couldn't get at the time of day from these guys, much less any funding. And it ended up going to, you know, a guy in Rhode Island running who, who ended up losing by 10 or 15 points and never had a chance. So, I mean, this is, you know, that, that was the mindset. But those guys in those blue states, you know, in the, in the one in a million chance of any of them winning, were going to be loyal to these rhino clouds. And that's what that was about. So, I mean, well, these it's all, it guys was about are the reason we don't have the numbers that we, we should have. Right. And, and the, they sabotaged Trump so that they could immediately. I mean, you and I talked about, it, I think, election night. The narrative was already set. Look, this was supposed to be a red wave. Trump, right. all of Trump's endorsed candidates, you know, failed. This means Trump should never, you know, he's dead. MAGA is dead. His, yeah. his, his voice has no, has no, he has no coattails. And, and it was, a, it, and it was, it, it was a move to try to sabotage Trump in 2022. And that's why I've been so angry at the DeSantis people that have used that as a way to say, well, this is why we're supporting DeSantis, because Trump can't win. How do you know Trump can't win, I would say? Well, because all of his endorsed candidates just like and they did the same thing. Exactly. Well, and they're doing and and if you think the DeSantis people have given up despite being 40 or 50 points behind in the polls, they haven't. They're doing a lot of dirty tricks this week where they're taking very uh, selectively edited photos of Trump events in Iowa or wherever and saying, look how tiny the crowd is or whatever, uh, which they either take the, the photo way before the event or after it, or they take it from a funny angle way in the back of the auditorium or whatever. Uh, you know, look, not that many Trump people here. Yeah, well, you took it five hours before the thing started. You know, all kinds of a lot of dirty tricks. So for some insane reason, they still think they can get DeSantis over the finish line, which I think is a level of delusion that is I can't even, uh, you know, it's the same kind of delusion that keeps Pence in the race, you know, keeps Mike Pence campaigning in front of five people. You know, Mike Pence was campaigning at the pharmacy counter of a Walgreens, I believe, in Iowa. Uh, I think it was the Walgreens, you know, in the area, the waiting area where there's like two chairs, you know. And I mean, there were like seven or eight people there and they were kind of rolling their eyes. I don't even know why they were listening to him. Maybe maybe he paid him or they just felt obligated to sit there and listen. <laughs> maybe they had a lot of prescriptions to get filled that day. I don't I don't know, you know. I mean can you you know, let's go into the Walgreens, see who we can hit up at the at the pharmacy counter. I mean that that's that's the that's the definition of pathetic uh, you Do know, they have ice cream? Is it maybe it was an old thrifty because I've heard I'm not an ice cream eater, but I heard that thrifty ice cream cream at the Walgreens is good. So maybe that maybe it was like we'll go we'll go there cuz there's going to be an ice cream social. They, I don't think that the I don't think the Walgreens uh in the Midwest and East have the thrifty ice cream. If they did, I would be there in 5 seconds to buy it because I miss thrifty ice cream and I was a kid growing up in California and you could get a triple scoop for 29 cents or whatever and we were in there all and the, and the ice cream was good. I mean, yeah. that's the weird part about it. It wasn't just cheap, it was good. I've heard that. 
It I've kept never a had bunch it, of those. It kept that whole chain alive a lot longer than it would have otherwise was the ice cream guy <laughs> in the front, honestly. I mean, you couldn't, as a kid, it was the uh, treat. It was the one thing that your parents would usually say yes to because it was only going to put them out 29 cents. You know what I'm yeah. saying? It wasn't, it's like, sure, you can have the ice cream. It's, you know, and they'd take their change from the purchase and then you'd go wait in line for the ice cream. So thanks for that. Thanks for that trip down memory lane, Andrea. Of course, of course. So yeah, I, the DeSantis people, I mean, they've got to be thinking that at some point that maybe, you know, this judge in New York has threatened to throw him in jail for violating yep, the yep. gag order. They're hoping at some point Trump's going to go, you know what, I give up and I'm going to put myself on an iceberg and go float away because yeah. they've got to know that he can't win legitimately DeSantis can't. No, so you're right. So, but I think they're just underestimating Trump's resolve. I mean, this is a man who is absolutely determined. And every one of these phony prosecutions and phony lawsuits only makes him stronger and angrier. And this is the fighting Trump that we had lost along the way and wanted to get yeah. back. And thanks to his enemies, they've given us the Trump that we wanted back. Um, I'm glad to see this guy out there fighting. And, you know, the DeSantis people, oh, look how tired he looks. Or what. He, he couldn't look more energized. He absolutely loves these crowds, and they love him. Yeah. And that hasn't gone away for one second along this uh, path that we're on now. So, I mean, well, let me just, ask you this. Yeah. In the time we have remaining, why do you think that DeSantis is even dropping more? I mean, he's he's hitting the ground like a safe in a in a cartoon video. Why do you think that is? Why he does so poorly? Because he was not ready. Now, for why is he time. dropping? Because it's it, he he. Wait, wait, you mean poll numbers? Yeah, because he he continues to like drop. It's not even like he's just flatline bad. It's like it's getting worse for him. Well, it is getting worse. And I think the issue there is that um, I think he's actually not just campaigning poorly, but he's actually putting people off. His attitude actually is he's actually grating on people's nerves. So he's really the worst campaigner I've seen. Uh, the last time we had a, cam- a campaigner that bad was the um, the governor of uh, Wisconsin who ran for president. Uh, whatever the heck his name is. I forget, Scott you know. Walker? Was that Walker? Yeah, Scott Walker, yeah. who was going to yeah, be the second right. coming. Yeah, yeah. And that's why I often compare him to Scott Walker, because although I take Scott Walker any day over, over this DeSantis, I mean, it's a, so Ron DeSantis fundamentally, as soon as he opens his mouth, he doesn't come across well. He's never been an articulate no. person with an appealing voice or appealing delivery. He is not a communicator. He's also he really no young. Charisma. He's, he has no all charisma. the charisma of a moldy, wet sponge. Well, he does. And he, you know, the, the problem with DeSantis is he rose too quickly through the ranks, yeah. I believe. He is, what, 43 years old now? Um, yeah. And, you know, there, not to say there couldn't be 43-year-olds that would be incredible, okay? But the well, bottom line he would have been great here, on the VP ticket. He needed he to ride the been great. Sure, to sure. be on, on, on the VP ticket. Yeah, but he had to go for president, and that's the mistake. Yeah. And what has happened is his political career is essentially destroyed now permanently, including in yeah. Florida, where I think his popularity has dropped tremendously because he's never in the state anymore. Uh, he should have stayed in Florida and built the biggest Republican machine possible in that state that would that he could utilize in 2028 to yeah. ascend to the presidency, have that machine there, as a launching pad for a real yeah. presidential camp. But now that won't happen. He's ruined it all. So I don't know what. And did you hear real was. quick? The music starting. Did you hear? I talked about it on Friday about his big rescue operation ended up with a bunch of Americans stuck in Cyprus. 
Oh, well, great. That's even worse. Even worse. Wow. And he and he made up a bunch of T-shirts, DeSantis Airlines. <laughs> oh, oh so, that, so, so the whole campaign's Brian, been like that. Yeah. All right. We're out of time, Brian Maloney. Thank you so much for being here. You Mondays bet. with Maloney. You guys don't miss it. Download the podcast if you missed any part of it. Take care, my dude. Andrea K. Bringing the world a much-needed reality check. You're listening to The Andrea K. Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. <laughs> I was trying to find this article that I had, had earlier about Hillary Clinton like um, interfering with an election. And as I was looking for it, I see this. <laughs> but Trump has said, I dream of that. I'd hit him in his fake nose. There'd be plastic all over the floor. That was Trump responding to old Joe Biden's threats. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember Sesame Broccolini back in 2020 when Joe Biden said he would take him behind a, if he was still in high school, he'd take Trump out, Trump out back and beat him up. <laughs> <laughs> the same way he did corn pop what's that the same way he did corn pop yes <laughs> trump is so funny see this is charisma before the break we were talking to brian maloney about desantis has no charisma he just doesn't somebody said today on x was coming at me and saying well trump is a trained entertainer trump had charisma long before he ever did the apprentice okay all right you were going to tell us about while well, i'm looking for this hillary clinton article that i pulled up earlier you were going to you had something you were going to share about gavin Mussolini. oh yeah Mussolini. how my uh, fondness for him grows by the day uh, well, he's, uh, he's quite a world traveler. Turns out, uh, Mussolini is nothing but a Renaissance man. And he found himself not only in Israel, he went all the way to Israel to meet with, well, honestly, he met with some wounded Californians and I, I get it. Um, you know, it, that, that's, that's great. Look, these people are actually in, in horrible situations. Um, I just think he's using it for a, for a photo op, um, because he's running for president all the time, even though he says he's not running for president. I think that he is all the time. Um, and like a politician through and through, he's exploiting this crisis because you can't let anything like that go to waste, unfortunately. Um, but now he's in China talking about climate change. Um, and I'm not sure exactly what that looks like. Uh, but I mean, he can barely keep the electric grid in California on for more than a summer. So I don't know exactly why he's talking to Chinese energy experts, but I know that Joe Biden has also talked to Chinese uh, energy experts via his son Hunter. Um, so maybe there's a little bit of a uh, backdoor dealing going on. Uh, well, look, don't you remember Mussolini during COVID times? Um, oh, yeah, he was all bo- all on board with the mask mandates because then he uh, started up. He, you know, was an investor. I can't remember the details now, um, but he was part of a mask uh, manufacturing business. <laughs> <laughs> what a diverse portfolio he's got. I mean, the insider trading, the masks. Who Lord knows what else he's in. I'm sure the labor unions kick him some shekels every well, now and then. You know, he owns Plump Jack, Plump Jack Winery, which used to be a great wine. I mean, they used to make some good wine. The restaurant in San Francisco was amazing uh, back in the day um, when I used to drink wine, which I haven't in many years. Um, that was so, the winery you know, he kept open, right? It was July yeah, 4th. Yeah, that was Plump Jack. That, that he weekend, also kept 2020. Yeah. Yeah. And I think Plump Jack, even at that point, still had their, their ski resort um hotel that they kept open which is in tahoe area so um uh, you know and look he's you know 
Uh, we know the Democrats never, never, you know, live under the weight of their own policies. I mean, the dudes, you know, and, and during COVID, remember that they left here when everything was shut down in California, except French Laundry and Plump Jack. And then they went to some state where they had a vacation home that was open, like it might have been uh, Christy Nome state. It wasn't Florida, um, was it? So, Maybe it was. It was a red state. I'm pretty sure it had. Yeah, to have been. it was, of course. And so he's not over there trying to actually do anything, but try. You know, uh, you know, the Democrats don't give a hoot about the climate. You know, he's over there sucking up to the biggest. You know, smog. You know, I, I don't remember now the da- the data on the smog. Well, at this over point, China's. China. They're the world's factory, and they're basically eating our lunch, and we've already got communist yeah. agents in the U.S. government, and it feels like we're going through a communist revolution right now, and it feels like the Democrat Party wants to turn the U.S. into the USSR. So maybe Gavin Newsom yeah. knows there's a Chinese revolution happening, uh, and he's just trying yeah. to get the regime to spare him um, by, by kissing up to them. I don't, I don't know what exactly well, it is, but he's, he's got a special fondness. He's trying to for the same reason that DeSantis went on a world tour. This is about trying to act like, you know, he's got foreign policy creds and he can be president of the United States. He also planned to go to Israel. And if you're an Israeli right now, I mean, they they released some footage today that was absolutely horrific. By the way, uh, there was also um, Hamas has released two 80 year olds. I think one of them might have been one of the Holocaust survivors. So that's the and that's completely part. uh, Of course, that was after the IDF released today the really horrific footage, 22 minutes of, of horror. So it, you know, them releasing Hamas releasing these two 80 uh, year olds tonight is obviously about the, the propaganda uh, war that's going on. But, but you're over there as an Israeli, there's still 200 or more people held hostage. And you're like, it's bad enough. We had to endure the lady Graham, uh, you know, a uh, crusade over there, but now we got Mussolini, uh, you know, governor hair gel coming over here. I mean, can, 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 can you United States politicians just leave us alone and stop exploiting us for your personal gains. Right. Yeah. And I feel like if, if, you know, imagine, and again, I don't want to make light in the situation, but it's like, you know, I, and I don't want to, I want to empathize because really the situation in Israel is so horrific and so obviously one-sided, such an attack on the Israeli people that was clearly unprovoked and clearly it's about a genocide. But it's, it's, it's just like you're in that situation. Your, your family has been held hostage or something. Your country, you're, you're losing your country. Your people are under, under attack. And of all the people to come out of the ashes, it's like Gavin Newsom. I mean, you're looking for some kind of relief. Like, good Lord, please send me a sign. Everything's going to be okay. And he sends the most cookie cutter. Right. But here's the thing is that, you know, it's bad enough. The Lady Graham delegation. Right. But at least they're senators and and they have an ability to help Israel some way with getting, you know, the funding passed. Right. What the sneak is Mussolini over there thinking he's offering this people. Right. What is he offering them? He can't. The California governor can't do anything for Israelis. It's just sad that this is our governor. I mean, here in California and possibly the future contender, the the leading figure of the Democrat Party. Um, But I hope it does show people just how vain these modern politicians are. And he will literally fly around the world just to stage a good photo op so he can boost his popularity at home. While his people at home, his actual constituents, are suffering with the highest taxes, the highest gas prices, and some of the worst illegal immigration we've seen maybe ever. So it is interesting. It's like he will go all the way around the world to stage a photo op of people, but he won't lift a finger here at home to actually reinvest in California communities. So I hope the voters 
pay attention and, and just look at this because mm-hmm. this is the same kind of vanity you see with Lindsey Graham shooing away a dual citizen whose family's under attack. It's the same kind of vanity with this. And this is, you know, I don't know if it's this uniparty or what it is, but these politicians have a special way of making everything about them and what's going mm-hmm. on with them and their own ego. And that is just so disappointing. And I really hope, I'd like to think that we can do better here in America. I'd like to think we could produce a better governor here in California. We've got good candidates. We had Larry Elder, but he's just got the machine against him. And that's the well, problem. I, I don't know how you you deal with that. Well, I mean, the thing is, is that California, as they're trying to, with the open border now, they're trying to do nationally what was done here in California, is that the open border here for decades has created a permanent, you know, dependency class that, uh, you know, is voting, you know, for all of these communist, you know, ideology policies, right? Uh, You know, fine, shut down my business, keep me home, as long as the government's writing a check from the Treasury, right? Uh, They're okay with, you know, Mexican nationals um, down in TJ and Rosarita being offered in-state tuition, right? You know, they just, uh, they're okay with the homeless problem, because it's all about the entitlement mindset and it's all they've also bought into, um, you know, the the um, the anti the Trump's a bigot and, and all of that kind of nonsense. Right. We, and we've also got, you know, too many limousine liberals here. We've got the Hollywood entertainment industry here. We've got a lot of a, a lot of powerful industries um, that are leftist and, you know, they're hiring a lot of these people and. You know, it's kind of like for the same, you know, in, in Britain, UK, they need to get rid of that healthcare system over there, but it employs too many people and they're not going to vote it out because they're on the dole from it. So it's like it's it's a vicious circle here in California that people that are dependent on the very policies that are killing them and they just keep voting for it and voting for it. All right, let's take a break. and we come back? We got more crazy stories to share with you guys i want to know what happened with this pilot this alaskan airlines pilot and why he tried to kill 87 people on board so stay tuned we're going to talk about that when we come back andrea k telling you like it is while eating a donut too it's the andrea k show on the answer san diego welcome back to tonight's andrea k show final segment of tonight's show don't worry, we'll be back tomorrow night, 6 p.m. Pacific time. Download our podcast wherever you get our pod, wherever you get your podcast. Email me at andreakshow.com. Here's some breaking news, uh, Sesame Broccolini. Uh, GOP presidential candidate nobody's ever heard of, Perry Johnson, drops out of the race. Who? He's dropped. <laughs> He's endorsed Trump, though. Oh, he all has. right. Hey, fair yeah. enough. He. he- He's more popular in my book now. <laughs> good good yeah. choice, man. <laughs> All right. So what happened today? What do you know of this Alaskan Airlines pilot? Um, he was off duty. He's charged with attempted murder mm-hmm. after trying to take control of a plane and shut down engines mid-flight. So what do you know of this story? Was he the pilot of the plane or he was off? I don't understand. No, off duty. So uh, apparently he snuck into the cockpit. Apparently this flight was leaving Everett, Washington, some town just north of Seattle and was headed towards San Francisco. But they had to take a detour in Portland because this off duty, uh, I guess, Alaska Airlines pilot was sitting just in the regular part of the plane, I believe, somewhere not in the cockpit and sneaks in and is caught red-handed with his hand in the cookie jar trying to shut down the engines of the flight i don't know if there was a motive or or what was going on but there's no way you spin this as a whoops 
this clearly was intentional and this would have absolutely it seems like this would have down the plane i mean i'm not a pilot but it seems pretty clear that this would have put the plane into a collision course so i don't know exactly what they're gonna do here um and i know it's hard to prove motive in court maybe you can enlighten me here with that process but uh yeah they had to stop in portland and i believe everyone's okay thankfully thank god everyone's fine um but i don't know what they're gonna do with this deranged pilot well, the thing is, is that, you know, um, even Gateway Pundit, as I'm looking at this article, I don't see a picture of him. Um, if if he was MAGA, related to MAGA, we would know his political affiliations. Um, I don't really see anything about his social media. So that was probably scrubbed before the plane landed. Is so anyone else covering be, this story or is it mostly just Gateway? I, I just saw it on Gateway Pundit just okay. now. I hadn't seen the story earlier, so I'm going to have to continue to look at this okay. um, because I'm thinking of the synagogue president uh, who was stabbed uh, over the weekend. And uh, I think this was the, the story that was in Rashida Tlaib's uh, district. So this Jewish president, um, I didn't know that there was such a thing as a synagogue president. Um, I don't know a whole lot about the Jewish faith. And how it works, I think of a synagogue and I think of a rabbi, right? I didn't know they had presidents. But the synagogue president, Samantha Wall, was stabbed to death on Saturday outside her home in Rashida Tlaib's district. I remember hearing this story Saturday. I remember the, the, the media saying they're asking, the authorities are asking everybody to don't rush to conclusions as to the motivation. I'm thinking, uh-huh, well, it, was, it had to have been a, a Muslim or they wouldn't have been, you know, so quick to tell us not to rush to judgment. Um, one of the things that's that's um, interesting about the story, as uh, Emerald Robinson was was, uh, you know, she's she's so amazing, by the way, if you don't follow uh, Emerald Robinson, you need to. Uh, she's the one who picked up on the fact that uh, Wall was a liberal social justice activist who worked to, quote, build bridges between Jews and Muslims. She was instrumental in the founding of the Muslim Jewish Forum of Detroit. And she also hosted events welcoming Syrian refugees. And one of the things that Emerald Robinson pointed out is that liberal Jews in America have pushed mass immigration for decades to de-Christianize our country. So the headline for this story should be, you reap what you sow. Do you think that's too harsh on Emerald Robinson's part? I don't think it is. No, and I was just going to say ideas have consequences. And anti-Semitism has consequences and ideology has consequences. And when you import certain ideas and you bring certain cultures and certain value systems to this country, especially from parts of the world that have hostile ideas about who we are and, and about our future, it's no surprise. And it's it's just sad. It is tragic. And I don't know if this kind of thing changes minds out there, but it should. Because this is exactly what you're saying. It's proof in the it's proof of the pudding. It's it's like watching a bunch of people who are part of the LGBTQ mafia saying we stand with Palestine, not realizing that if they were in Palestine, yeah. they would be butchered. And of course, Palestine's exactly. not a state, but you know what I mean? The, the territory. It's, they were in the territory. Yeah. They wouldn't last five seconds. But here they are in America where they have constitutional rights to free speech and they're cheering for the people that would otherwise slaughter them. So I don't know exactly why, if, if it is like you're saying, it's about de-Christianizing America or, or this narrative of decolonization. But that's what Hamas is preaching. It's decolonization, liberation, the same thing that Joseph Stalin was preaching and Che Guevara and lots of other horrible, evil tyrants throughout world history. Mm -hmm. So it's not surprising. And I, I don't think it's too harsh. It's sad, but it's not too harsh. Right. I mean, you know, I, I, I saw a video pop up uh, today of this couple walking their little dog. And this woman has a pit bull that, you know, 
charges after the little dog. The old lady walking the pit bull can't contain the pit bull. She's on her knees. And this couple, you know, it, it it was a miracle. They were able to keep their little dog up off the air, at, up in the air, away from this pit bull jumping up. It's a miracle the pit bull didn't attack them. And this is the reality. I would never own a pit bull. Do all pit bulls attack? No. But when you're walking out on the street or when you go and get one, you don't know whether or not. And it's not about a bunch of gang members training these pits. That's not the reality of pit bulls. Uh, the reality is, is they've been, they're, they, they, I don't want to it's the breed, right? The Aren't they bred thing. for that? Those kind of aggressive uh, yeah. traits, or and yeah, and the reality is, is you never know when you get one. It's Russian roulette with a dog, and you're walking down the street with one, and you can just have one. There was a story here in San Diego where this woman has this pit, and it's never attacked anybody. And one day, it's in her lap. It gets off her lap and goes and kills her mother in the kitchen, and the dog was raised around. That's what we're dealing with was with Islam and bringing them into our country. We have no ability to be able to vet which ones are going to assimilate into our culture, which isn't a whole lot of assimilation. We face we face Islamic Jihad, two forms of it, Sharia and then through the sword. And, and we have no ability to tell which ones are going to come here and, and want to slit our throats, which is going to be the peaceful pit bull that's never going to attack and which one is going to take some kid's face off. That's what we're dealing with. And it's insane. It's insane to bring them here into our country and to think that you can love the hate out of them. There's there is evil in this world and you can't um, and and it and there are some people that are so full of evil that they cannot be loved out of their evil. And um, and and she the, her story should be a warning for all Americans. Um, there's some breaking news speaking of uh, terrorism involving our border. We don't have time to get into it tonight. We're going to go there tomorrow. We're also, it'll be interesting. Do you think we're going to have a speaker tomorrow? Uh, I don't think so, but I really want it to be the right guy. Like, I, I just, I feel like they're trying to rush it. Everyone's jumping into the yeah. race now. I don't know. I just, I want it to be the right guy. I thought it was Jordan. I, it just needs to feel right. That's all. So I don't care how long it takes. I just want it to be the right person finally. Yeah, they had some pledge that they... Uh, that they've all agreed to, um, which is that if somebody gets 217, I think, behind closed doors, they'll vote for him out publicly. Really? What's going on right now, which makes me think we're not going to get the right guy, is that the establishment has taken hold of the eight um, and has, because nobody should have agreed to that, to this purity agreement, that they're all worried about their own reelection and, and there's some backdoor deals happening that we're probably not going to be happy about. Um, but we're going to continue to fight every night of the week. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.